Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother Coach Tony is here, and with us today, Miss Gina Bria of the Hydration Foundation. Gina, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm excited to talk about hydration. Let's go for it. All right. um, so, uh, hello everybody. Uh, welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. And uh, everybody who listens to the show, uh, who now maybe also watches the show as we're in video as well as audio, may remember uh, Gina from season two, and I don't remember the exact episode, Joe, but we did a show, just you and I, and it was called Drink Your Water. And we followed that up the very next week, the very next episode with anthropologist Gina Bria. And that was basically her giving us so much information on so many other avenues you can take when it comes to hydrating your body. Uh, folks, if, if you did not listen to either one of those two shows, what Joe will do is include that in the description of this podcast so that you can follow up on so much extra information that, that Gina brought up and that, that we brought up uh, as well. But her being a professional... Uh, and the founder of HydrationFoundation.org, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, you really want to listen to everything that she brought to the table for sure. Gina, when we talk about HydrationFoundation.org, can you explain to the to the listeners? I remember it had a lot to do with the, the uh, possibility for so many different people to donate to uh, a cause which you're very passionate about when it comes to farmlands. So maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on that for everybody. Oh, thank you, Tony. Yeah, let me unpack that for you. So I'm uh, coming at the question or the issue of hydration as an anthropologist. And uh, I actually trained at Michigan State University and then went on to Columbia um, in New York City. And the work I was doing was looking at desert communities and how they survive without eight glasses a day of water. Like they should be dead, right, Tony? Yeah. I mean, well, the old the old rule, eight by eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. We're so connected to that approach and that one and only approach that, uh, from my my research, um, discovering that uh, communities that don't have liquid were using water stored in foods like cactus and aloe and even tubers under the ground, um, leaves on trees. I mean, water is actually everywhere. And getting water out of food turns out to be uh, nature's original strategy for uh, getting hydrated. <laughs> so I felt that was extremely important to share with the world, and that's how the Hydration Foundation came into being. And when people go to this particular site, what can they do in order to help out the Hydration Foundation? Yeah, great question. So part of this discovery that uh, water is uh, stored in plants has now returned us to the question of if the if water is best absorbed through eating well, then we need to grow really great fruits and vegetables. So we became very involved in helping farming communities uh, irrigate and hydrate their soils better. And um, that whole loop of using plants to hydrate the soil, uh, it's been a fascinating adventure. And so we support farmers who are doing super great ways to build their soil, recover their soil, and especially rehydrate all the microbes down in the soil. 
So that's how we got involved with farming of all things. I mean, how would you put together a hydration specialist with farming? But that's how we did it. Uh, And and a a unique uh, approach where I I don't think people really uh, ever really put together anthropologist hydration. Uh, It's so it's definitely a a unique um, approach uh, that I don't think people really put together those two aspects at least people like me who don't understand the entire concept uh obviously we understand it a lot better now and folks if you want to understand it even more so go to hydrationfoundation.org and find out more about what it is that gina bria is doing uh, along with her team when it comes to helping out these farmlands and making mother earth a better place so and again joe will have that particular link in the description of this podcast so all you have to do is click on it and it's just that you know really that simple the quench as i just went 180 on you uh, is a book in which you are a co-author of and we talked actually we talked a lot about it in the in the in the very first show that we did with you in season two of two brothers one mike maybe we can just visit that whole aspect once again and give a quick synopsis basically of what the quench is all about. Oh, thank you again, Tony. And it was so simple. Once as an anthropologist, I realized the role of food in hydration and how much food is made of water. Like for example, a piece of lettuce is like 96% water. Uh, A watermelon is 96% water. Uh, A pear is 86%. I mean, they're all above the 80s, right? Mm -hmm. This is where water is stored by nature. It is profound. And once I realized that the message that eating food is essential to good hydration because the fibers in the food actually help hold the hydration in us like a sponge. And and then it time-releases hydration. So when you're just guzzling all that water from the water bottle, it's flowing right through you like a central canal and you're Mm -hmm. not getting it held in your tissues and your organs and your brain and the whole thing. So I felt it was really urgent to share how foundational partnering our hydration strategies with food. And uh, I went to the medical community. I was trying to find a doctor who could help open up this space for people to legitimately recognize the role of food in hydration. And I ended up working with Dr. Dana Cohen. Uh, She's an integration in integral um, physician looking at holistic approaches to health. Mm -hmm. And as we began to write that book together, the place of hydration in human health really came to the fore. So instead of just writing a medical book or an anthropology book, we said, why don't we write a recipe book and Mm -hmm. just share like 50 of the best recipes for getting yourself hydrated. Mm -hmm. And then we included a five day plan so people could actually experience a plan for five days and find out on the other side of that, what it felt like to be finally released and hydrated. Where can people get this book? Anywhere. It's now in Amazon. Seven, yeah, seven <laughs> languages, Tony. We were reviewed in the New York Times and we've had a great uh, run. Now we're in paperback. It's called an evergreen book, which means it just, you know, sells regularly because people really care about hydration. We're very awesome. fortunate. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, 
With those two things being said, uh, and again, as she just said, you can get the book anywhere, The Quench. Um, I throw out Amazon because that seems to be where everybody goes right. when it comes to buying anything anymore. Um, mm. So that's just one uh, one place you can find it. I, I would say it's as easy as a simple Google search and the book will come up and the authors will come up and where you can find the book and what the book is all about. If you didn't already listen to what Gina Bria said, uh, and you also, uh, I noticed, gave me a quick class in where we tie in anthropology with hydration, which I never even put the two together. Um, so that was kind of awesome as well. Uh, that being said, we are going to now take this show in a different direction today, and we're going to talk about a new concept with you, and that is about the common benefits of warm water drinking. But before we do that... We're going to hear from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere, anybody. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by YSN, your sports network. Loyal, local, live. Hey, everyone. It's Joe from Two Brothers, One Mike. For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. Covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools, as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app available on both the App Store and Google Play. So you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everyone. So today we're here with anthropologist Gina Bria. This is her second time on the show, as we just talked about. And Gina, I reached out to you about two months ago via email, maybe a little bit longer. My my timeline might be off by a little bit, but we'll say two months. And I said to you that I have an interesting idea that I never even was thinking about. And that was about the consumption of warm water. And the reason why is because a gentleman who was a manager at my plant, my General Motors plant, uh, Lansing Delta, by the name of Haku Raja, he came up to me one day as I was walking out, he was walking in and he said, hey, I'm listening to the podcast, a great show that you should think about is the positive effects of drinking warm and hot water. And I thought to myself, that's a fantastic idea. So I want to make sure that I give him a shout out because it was actually Haku's idea. I don't want to take all the credit for it. And then I said, and how how about this? We have a specialist, an anthropologist who specializes in this. This is the perfect fit. So that's when I reached out to you. The benefits of drinking warm water. Right away, some people may already know what the benefits are. I, I, would, I would go with things that I know about when it comes to digestive health, uh, metabolic rate, energy boosting. Uh, what am I missing? Are there, are there some other things that, as well? Or do you want to elaborate on any one of those three that I already mentioned? Well, Coach Tony, you've hit on a really important feature that shows up in longevity cultures all around the world. It turns out that all those longevity cultures or blue zones, we're often called, 
are users of hot teas and warm water. So there must be something there. And as we try to unpack, well, what's the there there? You know, what is it? Um, it's pretty straightforward especially um, many longevity traditions ride these um, equatorial lines where they are on a hot, cold climates. So when you drink warm water, um, you are already ingesting by virtue of heat, a support for a, a human system in a cold culture. Um, to drink cold uh drinks or cold foods when you're trying to keep warm is it's a tough it's tough and exhausting work for your body and the reason that's important is because body your body will take the energy it needs for healing and thriving and have to apply it to surviving so you're missing out a whole moment or a whole series of moments where healing is available to you simply because your body is nice and warm and covered. So we can activate that state of more active healing just by not making the body have to go through dealing with ice water or cold foods and getting it to a place where the warmth of either liquids or foods now release energy into your healing part and boy do we need a lot of healing energy in this culture would i be overstepping by saying that what you're saying to a certain extent i mean you you uh, you were very much in detail there but inflammation reduction in the body is that something that we can say warmer and hot water actually do is reduce inflammation processes yes but it's not direct like you think it would be okay. it's this it's this energy release experience that allows your energy now to go towards information in inflammation reduction. Okay. So it's not direct like, oh, drink hot water so it reduces your inflammation. It's the system that now has more, uh, let's call it fuel, to get back to doing the work of, um, of inflammation reduction. And by the way, there's another aspect to this, very important which is warm water more easily re releases waste in the system and allows your body to flush out waste. And of course, high waste in your system, whether it's chemical toxicity or just the metabolic processes that produce waste, means that if they're, if they're stuck in your body or slow to get removed, they start an inflammation process. So you're really talking about two pathways for information, for inflammation reduction, just simply by warm or hot water alone. Two for the price of one. It's super uh, cool. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. and, and I just read, I, I read two studies um, not too long ago, and I didn't read the entire study. They were rather lengthy. Uh, and what it was talking about was indeed the uh, elimination of waste in the body and how beneficial warm and hot water or teas, uh, you know, warmer drinks, hotter drinks, how beneficial they were in that process. And it gave a very lengthy study with sample sizes and, and people that drank it for a certain period of time and how long it took, you know, to 
um, go through that process and indirectly begin to reduce inflammation in their bodies uh, with people who had everything from arthritic uh, problems to to so many other uh, problems that that actually began to dissipate uh, because of that particular that one particular thing that they were doing, which was drinking hot water, warm water, hot tea. Um, and, and so I thought that was very, I thought that tied into exactly what you just said. And then there was a second study, which, uh, it was more, it was not not so much a study, but a professor of uh, exercise science who specializes in fitness nutrition. Um, and I don't remember the gentleman's name. I wish I did, but I couldn't wrap my head around this. He said he has not had a cup of coffee in 15 years. He simply drinks a cup of hot water in the morning, one in the afternoon, and one in the evening, and his energy levels are higher now than they were before he had coffee. Now, Gina, I have to be honest with you. We've talked about coffee before on our show, you and I and Joe. Mm -hmm. I can't wrap my head around not having my coffee in the morning. Um, Could it be possible that just having a cup of hot water three times a day can give you the same energy boosting effects that that coffee can, the caffeine can, is what I should say. Well, uh, let's just talk about heat. Okay. So just the hot cup, whether it's full of coffee or whether it's full of hot water, that heat is, we know um, that heat is an energy source. It's, it's usually called the sun, but we could call it a cup of hot water if we want. It's the <laughs> same um, physics and chemistry process of releasing heat into the body and then the body releasing heat in order to live. This is the system, right? So um, if you if you replace a cup of coffee with a cup of hot water, you can try that strategy. I actually drink my coffee. I love my coffee first thing in the morning. But usually by the time I'm hitting um, a second cup, I'm either diluting it with hot water or I'll go for a cup of hot water after I've had my coffee. And it's a great hydration strategy. It's really simple. It keeps your caffeine levels from making you shaky. But most people know their right levels for their caffeine. So they know when they've gone over the jitter mark, right? (laughs) Reluctantly, I have to try this now. You make it seem so simple. Uh, you you explain it so eloquently, and it sounds like such a benefit that I, uh, uh, Joe, are you going to try this now? Yes or no? Oh, you're not on. Your microphone, yeah. It's not working. Now it is. Okay. So, well, it says to hit the space bar if I want to unmute. Well, yeah, that doesn't work. Thanks. That's Zoom. okay. Anyways, Leave it in. Yeah, go ahead. Anyways, uh, so so first, a real quick question. We're talking about warm water. How warm are we talking about? Like, am I microwaving it for 15 seconds? I mean, or just basic, tepid, lukewarm water? What is warm? That's water? a brilliant question. Like, mm-hmm. the kind of people who ask the obvious question are the ones I most love. Like, oh, we missed that really key <laughs> bit of information. Yeah. I think, so I, one thing I want to say is sort of set the, set the framework for us in the hydration conversation to say, look, 
we are so much more made of water than we realize because we're used to looking for it in liquid form, just like I went to those desert communities looking for hydrating through a river or a lake or a creek or whatever. Actually, um, we're much more water in a jelly-like form. And our tissues are made, our cells are little Ziploc bags of jello. That's what we are actually made of. We're not made of water in liquid form. We're made of water in gel form. That gel form loves a certain temperature. And our body is made to regulate, uh, you know, 98.6, 98.7. We know the numbers. And it turns out those are the optimal numbers for cellular gel function, for the gel to remain in that beautiful, slightly jello-like state of cell and tissue and organs. We know the number. So um, room temperature, body temperature, those all appeal to us very greatly. Now we can enhance and work with temperatures to modulate the body, to get it to do things that help heal it. For example, if you have a fever, your body's doing the work of turning up the temperature in order to what? What does that ultimately do? It turns the gel to a more liquid state, just like heating up jello would do, and allows you to flush out waste and contaminants and inflammation. So um, you can use the same idea. If you feel the need to drink hotter, hotter liquids because you have a sore throat or you're not feeling so great, or you want a nice cup of hot chicken soup or broth, you're going in the natural direction that the body uses. But for general daily purposes, you know, just being able to stick your finger in a cup of water and it matches, that's a beautiful temperature to drink at. So, and, and, uh, and Joe, I don't, I, I hope, uh, did she answer that question for you? She did, but I still have to answer your question. Am I ever going to replace my coffee with hot water? I might recla- I might replace my fifth cup. Your fifth cup? We'll start there. Your fifth four ounce cup. You drink five four ounce cups of coffee. Sure. That's okay. What I do. <laughs> okay. Good enough answer. Um, hey, I just want to mention uh, yeah. Coach Tony and Joe. Yeah. You know, look, as an anthropologist, we live in a very abnormal culture. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't your easy culture. I mean, we are highly stressed. We are highly yeah. um, uh, co- we are highly compromised, and if we're drinking more coffee than seems normal, this isn't a personal deficit that we're struggling with. This is the, a crazy culture which is calling us to do all sorts, you know, to drive at eighty miles an hour, to you know, to try to fit a, a binge watch into a weekend. These are all strategies for trying to cope with. Holy cow! What a crazy culture we live in. So there's no condemnation here about how much coffee you're drinking. There is, look, you're right. This doesn't match the kind of biology we all wish we had, which was much more peaceful and communal and, you know, high nutrition food and ease of life. We're coping with a lot. So, yeah. So, so uh, Everybody out there in Two Brothers, One Mike Land, whether you're watching this on video or listening via audio, if you don't understand what just happened, I believe anthropologist Gina Bria 
just came to the aid of the younger brother, Joe, uh, and supported <laughs> and defended him to Coach Tony. And so <sighs> I, I and so um, that that I felt like we were going back again to our younger days when <laughs> I would attack Joe and uh, someone would come to his defense. Um, but so that was that was classic. But at the same time, very true. Uh, everything you just said uh, when it comes to society and what we're dealing with right now, for sure. Right. Yeah. We have to recognize yeah. what a brutal culture we're living in. Yeah. It's hard to say and hard to acknowledge, but I think once we do and we get out of the feeling that it's somehow our fault that we're not managing, this is this is a this is a step towards healing and making decisions, personal decisions about how much coffee you're going to drink, how much. Um, you know, all the things, how much time we spend scrolling. I struggle with scrolling. I get into that loop, Yeah. right? It's literally, if you knew this, it would be helpful. It's a magnet. It's an electronic magnet, which actually we have to like go in there and break the signal in order to get released. Once you're there, it's a, it's an electronic magnet. And we, I know I scroll at night before I'm sleeping and I keep saying, Oh, no, don't do that, honey. You're trading your healing hours where you sleep for a stupid, I don't know, Instagram. Come on, put it down. Put it down. So, Joe, what she's saying there, she just gave us some great stuff to talk about and research when it comes to the show we are going to do eventually, which is all about social media. media. Uh, Yeah, and so so that's going to be um, something that we will bring up and give credit uh, for sure to Gina on that on that point that she just made. Um, wow. Uh, I'm gonna, I can't wait to listen to this show again and write that down in my notes to make sure that I, I have that point down. But well, Tony, can I, yeah. can I also make the case for the sure. fact that you rarely hear that high electronic device use is very dehydrating and it's dehydrating because it's interacting with your electrical system run by guess what? Hydration, water, and electrical systems in our body are totally matched. They come together. So when we're using high electronic interactions, we are actually pulling out electrical charge in our body, which depletes us. Okay. So, so getting this information, thank you again for helping me get people aware of how much we're made of water how much our electrical system is run by water, how we need multiple strategies for hydration, not just guzzling all that water, but actually drinking great food, getting great sleep, breaking our chain of addictions to electronic devices and getting out and getting appropriate sunlight, appropriate movement and gentle movement to get our flow system going. All of this is completely related to hydration. When do you hear that conversation related to hydration? You do not hear that conversation. (laughs) So uh, definitely we we need to market this show the right way so that people (laughs) understand the importance because, you know, when it comes to, and and I don't want to go completely off the beaten path, but when it comes to sleep, my whole process was always along the lines of electronics, blue light, depleting melatonin in the body, making it harder for us to fall asleep, which is why, and and along those lines, but you're adding so much more information to that entire process now and introducing hydration into it uh, that definitely I have a lot. I'm I'm going to have to listen to this show again and take notes 
because that's definitely a lot of points to make. Uh, to your credit, yes. Will you will you let me make my new new exciting uh, colleague collegial adventure? I'm working with um, okay some great scientists who work on sound, mm-hmm. and um, and so we're having conversations how sound hydrates cells because of um, modulating frequencies that allow the the electrical system in the body to receive appropriate and good frequencies. Okay, so I just want to make a case for, I want to reduce this all to something very simple and a a bit of advice I can hand over to you guys. Instead of scrolling at night, set your phone up to play these free YouTube, um, you know, eight hour, 10 hour long um, songs or frequency music, which puts us into deep states of sleep and healing. So use your electronic tools to get you to a different place where you're not doing the scrolling, you're doing the listening, deep listening. I I was going to say to you, so you're, you're saying music, uh, obviously not ACDC. Uh, that's not going to, I would assume that would take you in a different direction. You're talking about more along the lines of, um, uh, different types of yoga um, uh, themes that that I have so many on my phone that I listen to while I'm doing yoga. Um, but I, what about like, uh, and again, I know we're going off the beaten path, but this is a lot of good stuff here. What about um, rainfall, um, wind blowing, crickets? You know, they have those uh, type of uh, YouTube videos that you can listen to as well. Does that, and is that equate? They all have frequencies. That's that's nature singing to us a lullaby. I mean, Tony, it's real. It's really funny. We just have some new science out showing that bird sounds, bird songs create a frequency which opens up the cells inside plant stems that allow them to receive more nutrition only because the birds sang. Like, this is crazy. This is- <laughs> I'm looking for my notebook here, but um, it's a whole system and we're using that idea. So if you go to YouTube and you look up like deep sleep tracks, that'll get you there. Just start, find one that you really love. And also I now, so I'm making this crazy statement that sound hydrates us because it helps our systems uh, use less energy or use the right kind of energy to run an efficient flow system, both electrical and hy- hydrological. I, I, I could think of five different shows that we can do with you about all the information you just gave us in the last two minutes, the last three minutes. But um, before, before we go on, uh, we want to hear from a sponsor one more time. Folks, don't go anywhere. We're here with anthropologist Gina Bria. We'll be right back after this message. Stay tuned. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T-Bomb. Once again, we're talking about Kitchen Apps, but this time we're talking about their great selection of pancake mixes you can order right from their site. Now, whether you like blueberry cobbler, strawberry shortcake, They even have banana nut bread super cakes. You can rest assured, Kitchen Abs has you covered. 
and maybe you're not a fan of all these flavors or prefer something a little more traditional, then the buttermilk flavored mix would be the perfect fit for your breakfast. The best part about all of this, these mixes are made from scratch with top of the line ingredients that are all nutritionally balanced. And with up to 36 grams of protein per serving, you just can't go wrong. Now, for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today. Welcome back, everybody. So anybody who has been listening to this show, uh, which is all about drinking warm water or hot water and how it could benefit you. And some people didn't even realize that you, if you've been listening to the show, you just received a lot more information than just about drinking warm water and hot water. And that's what we can always count on with the anthropologist Gina Breer when she's here. So folks, please continue to listen because there's a couple more things we want to talk about. And I can only imagine that there's so many different avenues when it comes to this. Gina, you, in the last segment, you were talking about Basically, uh, dare I say homeostasis, when the body basically regulates itself and tries to stay at an even kill. Uh, For those of you who do not know what homeostasis is, the easiest way I'll describe a very, very common situation. When it's hot outside and you are doing a lot of heavy work and your body begins to overheat, it does what? It sweats in order to regulate the temperature of your body. That is a very simple example of homeostasis. What I want to ask you, based on a lot of the information you were giving us in the last segment, is there a way that you can introduce cold cold water and hot water in a balancing act throughout the day, which will control and regulate your core temperature of your body to keep your body at that that level of homeostasis that it's looking for? Brilliant question. Absolutely. Water, drinking it at specific temperatures or drinks at specific temperatures is a great modulator and regulator of your body. So you should be using it when you, but you should know you should start off at room temperature or, or hot water to start your day. That's the, that's your body waking up. It's needing that organ heat. It's needing, um, it's needing the warm water. But then as you move through a day where your heat, you're getting hot, you can use those, uh, ice, ice drinks They're You know, obviously this, we're not saying anything that isn't obvious where I want to move this conversation is getting your body in water. So not only drinking eternal internally, but using those hot and cold strategies out, um, as you either go into infrared saunas or using saunas or doing ice cold showers at the end of a heated session. Mm-hmm. These are massive body regulators. In fact, Tony, there are now clinical studies at the University of San Francisco looking at mental health intervention instead of using uh, pharmaceuticals, they're using sauna and ice plunges. And they found them as effective, if not more effective, for long-term depression and anxiety. This is how powerful temperature is. So it's a great conversation. Let me ask you this. I've done Tough Mudders where I've dove into and went underwater. And maybe for 30 to 45 seconds, I'm in an ice bath. And I remember it being the worst part of the entire race where it literally feels like you can't breathe. When you're talking about an ice bath, 
how long are you actually in an ice bath? Do you think? What? What? what are, are there studies that talk about when you're making that that move from a sauna yeah. to an ice bath? How long yeah, you yeah. should actually be in Great there? Great question. Because yeah. we're Americans, and we always think the biggest, the best, the hardest, the most difficult that gets you where you want to go. But actually, um, after I do a sauna, I just do a a, a shower that's chilly. I only do it for a few seconds and I have noticed over time that I have slowly built up a cold tolerance and that that cold, wherever you start, just shifting your body where it's uncomfortable for a little bit is the start of a whole new physiology. So I don't think we should be jump telling people to jump in ice baths. <laughs> I think we should be telling people start just turning your shower down so it feels cool and then do it a little bit more. And then you'll notice that you start to crave it. And then you're going to do it a little more. I mean, we're, we're, we can modulate our whole system in a much more gentle fashion. And the impact of a cold water wash as short as 20 seconds has been documented. So we're not talking misery. We're just talking like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it, it, and you do feel more lively. Yeah. And you have affected your physiology. So why not use it? No, so is this is this immediately uh, contrasting showers, as so to speak, where you go right from cold to warm or to hot, back and forth, or is it a cold shower one day and then a warmer shower the next day or a hot shower the next day? What what are we talking about in terms of well, how quickly you change the yeah, heat? Yeah, if I take a hot shower, I just end it with a cold spritz. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You know, and over time, I've noticed that I crave a longer spritz. And it, it's because your body should, you know, regulate it, slowly getting more interested in, oh, I love that feeling at the end of a nice hot shower of being vitalized by this splash of cold at the end. And again, these practices are from all over the world, where you might grow up in Finland, where you roll in the snow after you take a sauna well you've started that as a young child mm -hmm. why should we expect to be there in this culture but we can start i am only saying that even something as quick as a as as a as a 20 second cold splash begins to have an, a beneficial physiological effect on our bodies and 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 we can certainly use that if we know it you said something a few minutes ago that and I had one more question for you today, and you, you you basically answered it, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on it. Um, I was going to ask you this question. The best time to drink, as we get back to that, to drink your hot tea or your hot water, you said the morning time. Um, is that is Does that mean that the afternoon or the evening, there's not as much benefit? Or can you elaborate a little bit more on the benefits that you talked about when it comes to the morning time and right. having your hot yeah. tea or your hot coffee yeah. or not hot coffee, hot water yeah. beforehand? Well, I'm really glad you asked that because I'm again speaking now from the anthropology research, the ethnographic record, where you will have, let's say, for example, the Bedouins who live in a desert community. They get up in the morning and they load up on their water. They aren't sipping water all day long. They aren't. They are. They they basically saturate their organs with a warm drink of some kind. And many of these cultures use 
hot drinks. So we're not just drinking hot, warm water, although that's a great start with maybe lemon or a little apple cider vinegar just tossed in. But they start with something like a heated tea that they then add, okay, I'm not meaning to scare your audience, but they would add, add yak milk, you know, or um, in our culture, we can talk about bulletproof coffee and, and, and butter in that. That combination of fats and heat and heat drinking, a, a drink with a hot fat in it, like cocoa, for example, which comes from the venerable Andes, very high altitude cultures where hydration is a big issue and also very cold. They were using cocoa, which is the perfect hydration match. And they would have a nice big serving of hot cocoa first in the morning. Well, that just gets your whole organs warmed up. Your whole physiology works really well. And then if you want to have a hot cup of something or even a half a cup before you go to bed at night, you're warming up your system to go into a beautiful long rest period. And then in the morning, you revive that again after a long fast from hydration. You want to wash out all the sanitation work your body's done over the night. So getting that first hit, beautiful hit of warm water in the morning or warm drink, you're flushing out all the um, trace elements of, of waste that have accumulated over the night in your tissues. It's awesome. Awesome. Right. It, like, it does. Is this hard? You know what? It it makes sense, but I, I could tell you this: it's not something, and you know this already. It's not something that people think about every day. Um, as a matter of fact, I can guarantee you that probably ninety five percent of everything you talked about today, uh, people just don't equate, and they don't they don't put these things together. This is something that you have a passion for, though. This is something that, and I understand that you also have a passion to get this information out to so many people. So folks, if you're, if you're watching this show, if you're listening to this show, the best thing that you can do is share with other people, um, Mm -hmm. and and getting this information out. It's, it's, it's a simple click of a button and it doesn't really cost you anything. Not that I'm aware of, uh, Joe, are you aware of that? I don't think it's anything more than just a simple click. And so, you know, basically that's all we're asking is when you have this kind of, you know, this type of valuable information coming from uh, an expert, a professional, an anthropologist, uh, uh, you know, a, a doctor, a scientist, people who are studying this and, and understand the background, understand the benefits, the do's and the don'ts, and are explaining it in its simplest terms. It's something that you need to get out to other people because it benefits human beings. It benefits us as a human race. And so we just hope that, you know, that's what people understand and take away from this show. Is there, before before we get into uh, what we're going to be bringing to the T-Bomb crowd next week, is there anything that you would want to add to this show here at the end today? Oh, I am thrilled that you're offering to share because I'm, Tony, I came into this story very, very concerned about our elders who are deeply dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And they're so often given pharmaceuticals, which are deeply dehydrating. People aren't aware that taking pills is a dehydrating act. You need a lot of hydration to unpack those pharmaceuticals, right? And allow them to do their work better in your body. 
and the same goes for nutrition. You need the right level of hydration to unpack all the nutrients in your body. That's why eating your hydration is a perfect package. But please help us get our elders hydrated. They are so suffering. You see them in homes or residences or even at home. They're confused. They're um, discouraged. They're shriveled. That's literally a hydration issue. Our elders don't have to look like this. So, yes, thank you for helping me spread that. And to our youth who are often doing sports after school, hydration is tissue protecting. It's buoyant. It just makes perfect sense, right? Make them, make them have the, um, a little bit, sprinkle of salt in whatever water bottle they have. It's a huge difference because now you've created that electrical charge in the water and it's saturating your, your cells. So so thankful for you to help me spread this news thank absolutely well thank you for everything you've done for us as well and we are really looking forward to having you again on the show um just based on so much wonderful information that you give us and give everybody who listens to two brothers one mike and like i said i I told joe uh, folks in the break the last break that we were on um joe and i began to talk real quick and just everything you said in that one segment, I think we could come up with five shows once we take notes on that. So you will definitely be seeing anthropologist Gina Bria again. Don't go anywhere though, Gina, stay right there. Joe, what is next week's show about? Oh, next week we're going to have another interview with a Kurt and Rachel Tucker. Uh, Tony, I believe you have more information on, on these folks. So go ahead. Well, Kurt and Rachel Tucker, I think, are going to become commonplace on Two Brothers, One Mike, if, if we have anything to say about it. Um, folks, we talk so much about success. And here is a couple, they're a married couple, who are, you know, I don't want to say the rags to riches story, because that this is far more than that, right, Joe? This is more um, a, a couple that wants you to understand what it takes to be successful and what that word actually means. It's not so much just being having money, right? Having having so many different assets, um, being able to take so many elaborate vacations. There's so much more that comes with success. Um, just having a successful business or having you know successful businesses. Uh, there's 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 a mind body and soul approach that they take and that they have taken where they were not in a good place and they're they're very transparent in talking about everything when it comes to that and they were not in a very good place at one point uh, in their personal life and in their business life and all the steps they took in their personal life and their business life to you know today to be very successful in what they do it's a fantastic story they're fantastic people they're funny uh, as well as extremely passionate about everything that they do and how they got their mind, body, and soul. So it's a show you do not want to miss next week for sure, Joe, for sure. All right, until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony, Ms. Gina Bria, and myself, thanks for listening. Hey, everybody out there, listen, be the best you, be the best hydrated you, and again, anthropologist Gina Bria, 
thank you so much, and we are looking forward to the next time we get to talk to you where you give us so much information here on T-Bone Land. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Be the best to you, everybody. I'm out of here, Joe.